At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, IDP Army? What is up, fantasy football fanatics and fans? It is your man, Jordan Reigns, at Fifty Shades of Drunk, and we are back again with another episode of the IDP Army podcast. We're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football, as always, powered by semi-pro fantasy football. Uh, so we got a good show for you guys today, one that's going to be pretty meaningful for a lot of you uh, for the season, one of the bigger shows of the year, too, and that is the linebacker rankings, the top 12 linebacker rankings going into the 2022 season. Uh, from a mo- kind of mostly a dynasty perspective, but I mean, I mean, these are going to be rankings that, you know, you're going to make adjustments as needed for your league. So this is just kind of going to give you an idea of where I'm picturing the top 12 uh, linebackers going into the year. Is So let's hit this intro and let's get to it. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. So like I said, we got a good show, a big show, the linebacker rankings for IDP fantasy football for 2022. Um, top 12, if you want to look at my full rankings, go check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the IDP army. Uh, you're going to be able to see my tiered IDP rankings, player production profiles, production profiles, which you're going to get a chance to look at today if you're watching this video on YouTube. Uh, speaking of which, if you are on the YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel that does a lot to help the show leave any comments you know we're, we definitely want to interact with you guys you know trench warfare is the real deal you know hand-to-hand combat if you have questions we have you know an answer maybe not be the answer but uh we're gonna help you uh get ready for 2022 fantasy football as best we can uh speaking of that 2022 fantasy football is already here underdog fantasy football best ball fantasy football uh i love to play best ball if you guys don't know if guys and gals don't know what best ball is it's basically where you draft a team and you don't have to set your roster uh you know they just they automatically play the best players that are on your team there is no waiver wire uh stuff um and there's really only one there's one platform that's really good for that's underdog fantasy you'll see it right here above me if you're watching on the youtube Use the link, uh, they'll deposit match bonus you up to $100 for your first time and get in there and do some drafts. So basically you get the chance to do what you call like a mock draft for your you know typical redraft league. So you get to see how people are valuing players, but there's a little bit of money on the line. So most of these drafts are 3 and $5. Um, 
But that also adds to the value of the mock draft. People don't leave early, et cetera. And if you win that league, you win the pot, a uh, percentage of the pot. So we play underdog. We have underdog shows specifically called the underdogs on this channel. Uh, we have underdog drafts. We have underdog information. If you sign up for the Patreon, like I said, any tier of the Patreon, you're going to get our best ball rankings um, that has our rankings, tiered rankings. It has a bunch of other information in there as well. So, um, you know, fantasy football does not quit or sleep. You know, dynasty, best ball, redraft, whatever it is, we have you here. And of course, IDP, that is the purpose and nature of this particular show, the IDP Army podcast. Um, check out our other shows. We have the Offensive Points Show. We have the Dynasty Tailgate, the Underdogs, which I've already mentioned, and Terrestrial Takes. Those are all available only on the the uh, the podcast feed. So if you are watching this on the YouTube channel, we do put clips of those other shows up here from time to time. It's the only full show that is on the channel. Uh, is the IDP Army podcast because that's kind of the one that started it all, and that's kind of our, uh, you know, my my primary show and my primary thing. But we're growing these other shows, and it's been an awesome experience. Go show support to those guys. Follow them and us on TikTok and Instagram at Semi Pro Fantasy, um, and they'll have links back to all the you know the smaller brands and the smaller shows as well. Go leave them, uh, you know, reviews on pod on the podcast feed you listen to, iTunes or Spotify. Both give you a chance to rate us five stars. So please do that. You don't want to sign up for the Patreon, but you want to show a little bit of love. That's a great way to do it. We would super appreciate that. And if you want to write some nice words about us, we'd appreciate that too. It's always nice, you know, having people. You know, we have plenty of listeners out there, and it's good to hear from them from time to time. And I actually, I, I'm going to start reading some more of the reviews we have in the future because I really do appreciate it from y'all. Um, but yeah, leave us some more, and you know, force our hand on that, and we'll get to that in the near future. And we might hand out some free merch and stuff, you know, to the best one. So keep an eye out for that. Um, index updates. Index is always being updated. My man, uh, IDP Bomber has helped me out a lot with that. I'm keeping I'm not. It's tough to keep up with a lot of free agency stuff. And I was going to preface it. You know, this show we're already five minutes in. Before we even get to the linebacker rankings, we're going to go through a lot of news. It's been a very busy week. It's going to be a big podcast, a big show, but there's going to be a lot of good information here um, as we really move into the heart of the off season. We're only one big shift away, which is the draft essentially from rosters and coaching staffs, etc. essentially being ready to go into the new year. So, um, you know, we have to start realigning our thoughts and looking at the moves that have happened. So check out the index, uh, shout out to bomber for that. Um, shout out to us, shout out to you, you know what to do. So no guests today, just myself. And let's just go ahead and jump in. I'm going to, some of these are going to be rapid fire. Some of them we'll talk about a little bit more, but these are a lot of the moves that have happened the last couple of weeks, uh, just IDP related. So Rashawn Evans is visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was the last I saw about that. Uh, relevant. He's been a, an IDP relevant player, LB two, three range, uh, you know, flex player every week, basically the last two seasons for the Tennessee Titans. I guess they like what they have with Zach Cunningham, who they brought in this last year, and some of the players they've brought in through the draft. So Rashawn Evans could be a nice fit for the Jaguars. We'll have to see about that. We'll just have to keep an eye on him in general. He will land somewhere, and I think he'll be very fantasy relevant. Uh, Corey Littleton has moved on from the Las Vegas Raiders. He signed a one-year deal with the Panthers, $2.6 million. The Panthers, I also saw, brought in Damian Wilson, who is a player from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, replacement level linebacker there, but it tells you that they're looking for some linebacker help to go with Shaq Thompson. Uh, so one of these guys is probably going to be pretty meaningful, probably Corey Littleton, but we'll have to see. Um, 
But yeah, both those players are now with the Panthers. Keep an eye on that linebacker room through camp, etc. cetera. Uh, Camus Grugier-Hill, who I did add to the index recently, has been re-signed by the Texans. Got a one-year deal. Probably going to be their linebacker one there this year. He finished that. He had a good season this last year in certain stretches. Um, he's been fringe IDP relevant the last three or four years. But if he you know, ends up being the primary starting linebacker for the Houston Texans, he's going to be very fantasy relevant this next year. So keep an eye on him. Again, one-year deal, not anything crazy, but, you know, Texans are Texans are the Texans. So somebody, you know, he's got just a good chance to be their primary guys, anybody, essentially. Um, let's see here. We've got some Cowboys news. Jason Pierre-Paul and the Cowboys have mutual interest. He looks like he's going to be moving on from Tampa Bay. He would be a great addition to that line. Uh, another player who did get added to that line was Dante Fowler. Uh, he did sign, so he is officially a Cowboy, and they extended LVE. Uh, all relevant, relevant, relevant things. <clears throat> um, but yeah, JPP being the primary one, if he does land there, I like him a lot as a late-round DL player. Again, this year, didn't have a great, great season this last year uh, in IDP compared to several of the seasons you know, in not-so-recent memory. But there are reasons for that, I'm sure, and he's still a good player. Um, we just saw Robert Woods kind of come back from the dead. Not Robert Woods. I'm sorry. Robert Quinn. Got Robert Quinn. Robert Woods on my mind. Poor Robert Woods. We only talk about that. Um, all right. So keep an eye on JPP. Find out where he lands. He is going to land somewhere. Uh, late round DL target for sure. Um, Aaron Donald. Got an, uh, they're working on an extension with him with the, the Rams. So good for him. I'm happy for him. Uh, now that they sent Robert Woods packing, I guess they can afford that. Uh, here's some here's some nice you know here's a good organization doing some good things. Uh, Jordan Phillips is bringing back oh Jordan Phillips the Bills are bringing back defensive tackle Jordan Phillips and defensive line player Shaq Lawson both had incredible seasons with the Bills in uh, I believe that was 2019. That they had that great year together. But uh, both those players had career years with the Bills and then signed somewhere else as the Bills were getting hot. So Brandon Bean working his magic, getting all the getting the band back together. They've been a very good team since then as well. But um, there's something to be said about cohesiveness and guys who understand that culture. And I feel like Shaq, Law, Shaq Thompson, blah, blah, blah. Shaq Lawson. Sorry, guys. I'm a little dyslexic at times. Uh, both understood that culture very well. So um, getting them back, I, I like that for the Bills. Anthony Harris is going back to the Eagles on a one-year deal. Safety, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings. Carlos Dunlap released by Seattle. He's out there in the ether. We'll see where he ends up landing. I don't think this is the end of his career yet. Uh, he came along strong in the mid and end of last season. Uh, early in the year, kind of let you down, though. Um, but... He is still a finisher. He can still close out a game or two if, if need be. Juwan Bentley re-signed with the Patriots. He hasn't really been a huge IDP superstar by any means for fantasy football. But, you know, I mean, he's a guy you can put on your bench. And if you have an injury or someone gets pulled late or something happens, you can comfortably put Juwan Bentley in and know he's not going to let – essentially not going to give you a zero. 
Um, Patriots resigning him. You know, Patriots have had some meaningful linebackers for IDP there. It just hasn't been him really uh, as of yet. I mean, not a terrible player, but not, 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 I don't know. We'll have to see. If you can get him cheap and a throw a long deal, I'm not, I'm not against it. This is a good one. Matt Ioannidis, formerly of the Washington Redskins, formerly of the Washington football team, formerly of the Washington Commanders, one of the few players who was tenured on all three Washington teams, has signed a one-year deal with the Carolina Panthers. That's pretty big. Uh, Ioannidis, I believe, led the Commanders in or Redskins in sacks two years ago. Um so he, you know, he's plenty of tackles. He he can finish. Got a lot of tackles for loss. He's a good player to add. Logan Ryan, former overall number one defensive back of the year for IDP, and just an all around great defensive back for IDP for the last. I mean, I can't even count the years anymore. Three, four, five, six. Signed a one year deal with the Buccaneers after being released by the Giants. Guess that means that they like what they saw this last year from Xavier McKinney. We all did. Jabril Peppers is still in the building-ish, but is, I, don't, I think he actually might be a free agent. Hold up. I'm going to look that up in one second. Here. I'm here in the old handy-dandy index. Jabril Peppers contract. What do we got here? If you don't have the ultimate IDP index, you guys got to get signed up for that. All right. Looks like he is an unrestricted free agent at the moment. Has not signed anywhere. So this is interesting. I know Tyron Matthews also out there on the safety market. Uh, probably two of the more versatile, better safeties in the league that are available right now. So I'm not really sure what they're going to do with their, their their other safety. Um, I'll need to look into that a little bit more. So that we'll, we'll we'll circle back around to that eventually. I'm going to go over full teams, uh, team by team, division by division. Um, and that'll all be on the channel and on the podcast feed. So let's move on. Zadari Smith kind of faked everybody out, had a verbal agreement to return to the Baltimore Ravens, decided not to, and still remains unsigned. One of the league's best pass rushers overall. Uh, I think the deal that they were trying to give him was a little bit, I looked at it, I think it was like 50 mil was the max it could get. And it was a three-year deal. I mean, we all kind of know the Ravens are a little shysty, you know, um, and Zadarius Smith deserves more than $50 million max three years. I mean, come on now. Let's let's be real. He's one of the best. I mean, Von Miller just got six. Well, we're getting to that. But Von Miller just got, you know, six years, like $120 million, But it's structured in a way that he's going to get a lot more than that. Essentially, doesn't have to play all that time. So, I don't know. He's a lot young. He's like four or five. Zadarius Smith's four or five years younger than Von Miller, too. And my opinion, just as good. So um, he remains unsigned. Somebody's going to get themselves a, a premier pass rusher. I do understand there's a little bit of hesitancy because he did miss a lot of last season with a back injury. But if the Ravens were willing to sign him, I figure his medicals and everything checked out. And again, it's probably the Ravens just being cheap. So we'll see where Zadarius Smith lands. Like I said, the next bit of news I had here was Von Miller, six-year, $120 million deal with the Bills. In my opinion, I think that that's a little rich for Von Miller. I mean, especially when someone like Zadarius Smith is out there on the, you know, was willing to take a three-year, $50 million max. It was like actually like only like $30 million guaranteed Zadarius was going to get from the Ravens. I mean, the Bills would have killed there. So I don't know. I'm not going to question the Lord and Savior Brandon Bean. I do not want to make an enemy of the B Bills Mafia, which I'm a part of. I know I'm repping my Steelers gear today because I'm a Steelers fan too. But, um, you know, I don't know. 
Anyway, Miles Jack, speaking of the Steelers, Miles Jack signed a two-year deal, $16 million deal with the Steelers. Um, that comes on the heels or the, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, but Joe Schobert was released by the Steelers. He's out there in the ether as well at the moment. He'll get picked up eventually. Um, so yeah, Miles Jack, Devin Bush, two most mediocre linebackers in the league playing for the Steelers. So I'm really excited about that. I'm going to start crying. Okay. Nick Kukowski cut by the Las Vegas Raiders, still floating in the ether. Danny Trevathan cut by the Bears in the ether. Trade. This one's kind of fun. Two IDP relevant players. Um, Rocky Sin, cornerback for the Colts. Less so IDP relevant if you're playing, you know, in just a DV league. But if you play, you know, cornerbacks, you know who he is. And you probably know who he is in general. Was traded straight across essentially for, from what I saw, Yannick Ngakwe from the Las Vegas Raiders. So Yannick Ngakwe is now on the Raiders team that was, I wanted him to go to a year or two ago, but you know, he was with the Jaguars and couldn't go there in division, but now he's circled his way back there. So he is on the Colts, a much better organization in the division. He started career on his career on, I, you know, I like, I like what they're doing. The Colts are doing. I think the Colts, um, that the Colts are, they're going to be better this year than last year. That's going to be, you know, and people said they were good this last year. I didn't think they were that good this last year, but they were on the cusp of making the playoffs. So we'll save that conversation for a different day. But both these players now on different teams. I still like Yannick, although he did not have anywhere near as good an IDP season as I wanted him to. Thought he would um, this year. He wasn't even a top 36 guy which is kind of rare for him, but we all know his tackle floor is extremely low and he didn't get a lot of sacks this year and just a lot of things didn't go his way. So I think he will do better this next year on the Colts. That's my quick hot take. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, who Yannick is coming from, essentially making way for Chandler Jones, who signed a three-year deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. So he will now be their primary pass rusher. They also released Carl Nassib. And then the final two pieces of news I have here before we get into what you all came here for, the rankings, which we'll get through as quickly as we can, was the Browns are re-signing Anthony Walker, linebacker, to a one-year deal. And with Von Miller leaving the Rams, that you know pretty much ensures that Leonard Floyd continues to be their primary pass rusher. He also had a restructure on his deal. So looks like he's going to be sticking around. Got his deal restructured. Uh, so yeah, people are gearing up for the draft, which is coming up very soon. As you can tell, uh, the, you know, the moves have been flying. People have been, you know, like I said, gearing up. So, um, do me a favor. If you're still with me, follow along on, uh, Twitter at the IDP army, make sure you thumbs up this video, subscribe to the channel. And we are going to go ahead and start looking at the linebacker rankings. Again, these are 2022 linebacker rankings is what I'm going to call them. You can call them dynasty rankings if you want. Sure, they're not too different from my actual dynasty rankings. Can you call them redraft rankings? Sure, you could call them that too. You're going to make adjustments as needed. This is just how I'm viewing things right now. And again, this is early. You know, it's only March 21st, first day of spring. Happy spring. Uh, but, you know, things will continue to be adjusted as the year goes on, as new information comes out, as injuries, knock on wood, uh, begin to uh, happen. So. You know, the, the NFL is a is a constantly changing, uh, constantly evolving, constantly moving machine. So we're just trying to keep up out here. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start pulling things up. We'll go ahead and start with the number one linebacker for, you know, again, for me, the second, third year in a row. And that is my man, Zade, or 
Oh my goodness, what am I even saying? That is my man, Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard in 2021 came through with only 122 tackles, but he had 197 points. He did finish as a top 12 linebacker, uh, played a little over 1,000 snaps, 1,001. No sacks this year, pretty uh, not normal for uh, for Darius Leonard. He usually has a few sacks, but points per snap, 0.29. That is a rock-solid number, um, 0.35 the year before. He did have a couple of sacks a season before. Tackles were also a lot higher. But what, what do we know about Zadarius Smith? Or I keep calling him Zadarius Smith. And I'm sorry, it's because the Darius Zadarius. Um, so the sooner we move on from him, the better. But there's not a lot to let you know. The impact plays with Darius Leonard stay high. Okay. And what do I mean by that? I mean, he had 20, 27 this year. He had 22 last year, 27 the year before, and 36. He's never been under 20 impact plays. Impact plays are a something I like to measure, uh, you know, and I have certain thresholds that I like to see players hit. He never has gone under the threshold, um, and that makes him an elite linebacker because he can also push up into that, you know, well past the 120, 130 tackles, and, you know, those impact plays really just kind of buoy slash boost you past the other guys who just can't make those plays. Uh, it's nothing against them. That's just sometimes it is what it is. You just you're not Darius Leonard. You don't know what's coming. You you're just not as athletic. You just can't get it done. So the second guy for me, and I think a lot of people will probably. I'm already a little different than a lot of people, but I have Roquan Smith still as my second linebacker in um, in IDP right now, going into the next year. Consistently high tackle numbers. You can see in 2021 he had 163 in 2020. He had 139. In 2020, his points per snap was 0.34. In 2021, it was 0.32, staying over the 0.3, which is basically an elite type of number. Um, you know, in last year, he actually had more impact plays than Devin White. We all know Devin White had an amazing season last year, but the reality of the situation is that uh, Roquan Smith was doing a lot out there, did not finish as the linebacker one, but came through with more impact plays, which I which I noted last year as something I think people need to pay more a little more attention to. Tackles for loss still had double digits, 12 this year for Roquan Smith. Four quarterback hits, converted three of those into sacks. Uh, pretty high rate there. Uh, probably not a normal thing, but again, it is Roquan Smith. He's a little underrated, I think, because PFF does not like him particularly well. Uh, but the numbers don't lie. Every year he is, I mean, he's scoring hella fantasy points. His tackle efficiency stays fairly high. 16 this last year, previous year, uh, 13.68, basically point, basically 0.14%. Um, yeah, so Roquan Smith for me is the number two guy. You'll probably hear a lot of people uh, say that they have Micah Parsons as their number two guy or even their number one guy. And I do also have Micah Parsons very high. He is my third linebacker. Um, let me do this thing real quick so maybe you guys can see a little bit better. So I actually have Micah Parsons' production profile broken down um, in a couple of different ways. Hopefully you're watching on the the YouTubes. But um. The way I have it here is his overall season. But then I have it set up to where it's the weeks that he played primarily at the edge and the weeks that he played off ball. 
So I only have one year data to work with, but I went ahead and broke it up. So I have three different production profiles here. I encourage you to get into the ultimate IDP index. Go break, dig into this a little bit for yourself. But essentially what I found was Micah Parsons produced at an elite level at both the edge and as an off-ball linebacker. Actually, points per snap at the edge position, 0.4. A crazy high number. Defensive play rate, 18.5%. Sack rate, 2%. You go to the uh, off-ball position, still an elite 0.33 points per snap. Tackle rate did go up, obviously. He's going to make a little bit more tackles in the off-ball linebacker position. 10% defensive play rate only went down just a little bit to 16.4, but he still got plenty of sacks from the off-ball linebacker position. Here he has eight and a half sacks from the off-ball linebacker position as a rookie um, as compared to the four and a half he had uh, where he played primarily on the edge. So Micah Parsons, you know, my theory this last year on Micah Parsons was, well, it was actually on Jalen Smith, who was a huge miss, uh, was that he was going to get a lot of sacks because Dan Quinn got a lot of sacks for Deion Jones in 2021, uh, or 2020 with the Falcons. Um, ended up, yes, a linebacker from the Cowboys did get a lot of sacks, and it was definitely not Jalen Smith. So we're going to move on to Devin White. He is my linebacker four on the year right now. Um, let's see if maybe this looks a little better. I'll just pull this out of there. Uh, linebacker four on the year. He was the overall linebacker one in 2021. Everybody pretty much knows that with all the sacks he had. He had nine sacks last year. This year, sack numbers were down only two and a half. Still had a, a um, kind of a weird season overall for uh, – Wait a second. I'm sorry. Give me one second here. I'm do, 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 do. Devin White. Devin White. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What am I looking at here? Hmm. Oh, okay. 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 I'm sorry. I have the wrong production profile for Devin White on my screen. So I'm just going to pull that off. I'm going to look at the proper one here. I'll have to get that fixed. I'm sorry. So Devin White, this last year, 87 solo tackles, 128 total, 18 quarterback hits. Actually, more quarterback hits this season than last by two, but almost, uh, you know, two-thirds fewer sacks, three and a half compared to nine. So his conversion rate, we all knew it was way too efficient in 2021. Um, or hopefully you knew that. We, we talked about it ad nauseum. I mean, even the believers knew that nine sacks is not going to happen again. Um, nobody, I think, even was thinking that would happen again. But still had plenty of tackles, 128. Threw out three and a half sacks. It wasn't like he had none. Pass deflections, only three. Did play all 17 games. Um, so he, he's still a top five asset for me in, in, in fantasy football. I mean, just that's just the honest to God's truth. I don't know why you would drop him down too, too much. Um, I just think that would be folly. So next player we are going to talk about is Eric Kendricks. Let me pull this off the screen again. Whoop. Uh, 2021, Eric Kendricks, 143 tackles, 20 impact plays, 167 total defensive plays, 224 uh, points came from tackles. Um, points per snap right on the edge of that elite number, 0.29. Uh, tackle rate, 13.8. Defensive play rate, 16.1. Let's take a look how that compares to his 2020. 2020, 
Uh, 0.29 points per snap. Again, 14% tackle rate. Yeah. So he's a very consistent year-over-year player, which is why he's very high here. I think he'll be a surprise for some people to see him high here, uh, especially over some names. Um, guys uh, like uh, Jordan Brooks, uh, players like Foisade Olakun, who are about to be spoken about. But my confidence in Eric Kendricks just comes from the the year-over-year production we've seen there and the kind of the way things just seem to always go for Minnesota. They're generally a team that Kirk Cousins can go win them games, but their defense isn't really stopping people per se. They're making plays, but they're not really stopping people. So they're out there a lot. There's a reason he played, you know, 1,032 snaps. Uh, and there's a reason he had 143 tackles, which I believe was a career number for Eric Kendricks this year. So he comes in as my linebacker five. Linebacker six for me this year is a player who barely played this year, unfortunately, a player I love. That's Blake Martinez. Only 23 tackles this season. He left the season early with an injury. I forget what injury it was. Um, I forget what injury it was. He actually played through an injury, too, in 2021 or in 2020, back and ankle injuries. Uh, but he put up his fourth season. Here are some of the things I like about him. He's had four straight seasons up until this season with 140 combined tackles plus. Okay, that's consistency right there. That's extremely high consistency. Last year, you know, not in 2021, he didn't hardly, hardly play. But the year before that, 21 impact plays. We talked about earlier, that's a great number. Blake Martinez is steady and reliable. Points per snap, even though the sample size this year is small, 0.25 points per snap. Last year, 0.29 again right on the edge of that elite 0.29 again on the edge of elite the year before that 0.28 so you're not necessarily getting a player who's going to be the number one overall linebacker um but he is all i mean he is one or two impact plays away from pushing himself into that conversation at any given moment so this next year even though he is coming off the injury i'm still believing in blake martinez as a top six linebacker uh, yeah, and even ahead of the guy who's going to be next, who I think is going to be a very popular player this year, Jordan Brooks, one of my favorite sleepers going into last year. If you checked out the sleeper videos, you know that. Um, I'm going to re be redoing that series again this year, which is just essentially the sleeper series was I did three videos. I did seven players each, so I did 21 players, IDP players I thought were being undervalued this year in drafts and in trades and just in general for IDP fantasy football. Some of the players who were noted in that series, Trevon Diggs, uh, Jordan Brooks, um, who were some other ones that I mentioned in there. I believe Carlos Dunlap, he was kind of bad at the beginning of the season, but he came on strong later. Um, there, there were several other good good calls in there for sleepers that just didn't have the recognition that they needed. But the best player on that list was by far um, Jordan Brooks. A monster season of 184 combined tackles. Yes, he did that while playing next to Bobby Wagner. Only 17 impact plays, but we're not going to hold that against him. I will say, no, you know, he did play 1,100 total snaps. Um, I am missing some of his information here, unfortunately, but I'll get that fixed later. Uh, tackle rate, 16.6%. You know, that could go up, it could go down. It's whatever. If he's playing 1,100 snaps, you got to lock this guy in for a top 10 linebacker position. Bobby Wagner now off the scene. Maybe that opens the door for a few more impact plays to fall his way or more calls for blitzes to come his way. On top of the tackle efficiency we know and the, you know, obstinate Pete Carroll, you know, we're going to pound the rock and play defense. I mean, Jordan Brooks is looking, I mean, he's he's a Ferrari. Um, and I, we'll see if he gets to open it up a little bit out there. So, but for IDP purposes, I'm locking him in right now. Only his second season in the league this year, or this last year was his second season. 
Um, so this will be his third year. I don't know if you can really call for a year three leap from a guy who was a top 10 linebacker this last year, actually finished as the linebacker too. Um, but top 10, lock it in, in my opinion. Jordan Brooks, let's, let's do this. Number eight, the number one overall linebacker for this year. Still a top 10 guy for me. Was a top 10 guy for me last year. Like I said, right now he's number eight. He might go up a little bit more on a new team, which I forgot to bring this up in the show notes at the beginning. The news, Foystate Olakun. We've loved Foystate Olakun around the IDP Army for a while, several seasons. It was really awesome to see him finish as the linebacker one. Dude had 191 tackles last year. Yeah, we had an extra game, whatever. Points per snap over that elite threshold, 0.3. Uh, defensive play rate, 18%. Tackle rate, 16.7%. 1,100 snaps were played. Only 16 impact plays. Don't love that. But we have seen him have more impact plays in the past, 18 the year before, um, which several of those were forced fumbles. Four forced fumbles uh, the year before. That was a that was a fun season. But Forsyth Olakun now at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um Earned it. You know what I mean? He, he earned the, the right to go get that contract that he did end up getting. And I think he's in a good spot to continue to produce. Uh, if nothing else, we know he's an efficient tackler. Uh, you know, 13% in 2020, 16.7% in 2021. That's what you want to see. At the very least, he's going to have a solid baseline. He's on the Jaguars. He's going to get lots of playing time. Uh People will say, why don't you have him number one? I'm not just you know, going to put him back at number one. The impact plays are a little lower than some of the players uh, above him. I don't think you know, 191 tackles is definitely an outlier. So top 10, yes. Top three, I'm still a little hesitant on that. But um, bravo to everyone who had him. I had him on a couple of teams last year in fantasy. I mean, it worked out good. Shout out to Foyset Olokun, my guy. If you see this, which I'm sure you won't, we fucking love you, my guy. All right, moving on. Old man strength, Bobby Wagner. Yes, I still have him. Currently not with any team at the recording moment of this, from what I have seen. Released by the Seahawks. Um, Seahawks are, I don't know. The Seahawks and the Rams are not very classy organizations. That's what I, we have seen and we've all kind of known, but they've definitely made that even more well-known in recent weeks and months. So some of the way they've done things. But Bobby Wagner, basically the most Probably the most important player of the Seattle Seahawks' entire existence, you could argue, easily could argue, I think it's almost not even something you could really argue against, of the whole franchise just got, you know, released. And apparently, you know, based on some of the tweets he put out, he found out through the news and media, like he, they didn't let him know. So that, you know, that kind of shit hurts, you know, I mean, these are, I don't know. They they'll never actually, you know, actually complain about that or whatever. They're too they're too G for that. But man, it's just it's tough. I mean, that's just t- a tough look. So first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. He will land on a team. Some people think he might end up on the Broncos with Russ. Who knows? Some people are speculating he'll play on the Colts with Bobby Wagner or with uh, Darius Leonard. That'd be cool. I don't know. Wherever he lands, he's going to be a difference maker. Uh, this last year, 170 tackles, still as the old G that he is. Only 11 impact plays. That number was down uh, from 19 the year before, 19 the season before that, 23. In some of his younger years, you know, those numbers did stay a little higher with the impact plays. But Bobby Wagner's tackle numbers do not dip. They either go up or they stay high. All right, 170 this last year. Points per snap, 
0.27, just under that super elite number that we like. 0.25 the season before that. But there he is two years ago, 0.3. We all know he's got it in him. So Bobby Wagner, still a top 10 linebacker for me going into the 2022 season. Um, the next guy on the list is a guy, the Buffalo Bills Mafia. If you guys were a little upset with me earlier after some of the things I might have said, um, your man, Matt Milano. Yes, Matt Milano, not Tremaine Edmonds, is, in my opinion, right now, going into this next year, he's a top, a player that I'm looking at as a top 10 linebacker. All right. Now, part of this is not necessarily about the upside that he really, really gives you, um, you know, because his points per snap, only 0.24 this last year. A little lower than that this last year, 0.18. 0.26 year before that, 0.28 before that. So we've seen him, you know, he he, he stays, his average, if you take out his outlier year, it's close to that 0.26 to 0.27 range. I think there's a little bit more juice to Matt Milano than we want to admit. And, I, you know, I think this year the upside remains there. Uh, you know, I feel like there's it's somebody needs to take over and be the king of that, that middle spot there. But um, Matt Milano offers a level of consistency even if he doesn't offer that upside, if he never gets a hold of that upside, he offers a level of consistency that, that I really enjoy. Um, year over year, a good player actually puts up fantasy points for you in a variety of ways. This last year had 15 tackles for loss, not something that's normally a big part of his repertoire, but we do know that they blitz the linebackers there a lot. Five pass deflections this year as well. Going back two years ago, only four tackles for loss. Uh, three pass deflections going back to 2019. Nine pass deflections. Seven tackles for loss. So his, 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 what he can do is big. You know, he's got a big skill set. I will say his tackle floor is a little bit lower than some of the guys above him. But again, with Matt Milano, and again, these rankings are subject to change. But I felt like he needs to get a little bit more shine and love because we're starting to get into that tier of guys where you're going to start seeing and hearing about guys like Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Jerome Baker, and I would, you know, you put all those guys in a lineup, I would still take Matt Milano. So that's why he's still breaking into my my top uh, my top 12 rankings. So he's at 10. All right, I don't want to go. I'm not even going to pull up the production profile for the next two players um, just because I couldn't pull them up in here while I was doing this. But they are Deion Jones coming in at 11, it, coming off a, a pretty good season with the Atlanta Falcons. And then my 12th player will be Fred Warner. I'm not, you know, I do He's a back-end linebacker one, okay? But let's talk about Deion Jones this last year. 137 tackles. First time he's been up over that 120 mark since 2017. Actually, only one tackle behind his career high. Love to see that. Eight tackles for loss, six pass deflections. He has been in the double digits in pass deflections, but that was early in his career. Still like the consistency we're seeing with Atlanta linebacker Deion Jones. So, um as far as I know, he's still with Atlanta. I haven't seen any news about that. I know he has been there for a long time. So, you know, guys do get shuffled around a good bit. But uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good linebacker, in my opinion, and somebody that I'm very comfortable with as a linebacker one. And, you know, honestly, if, if I was to redo these rankings, um, I would put Deion Jones ahead of Matt Milano. And I'd probably put Fred Warner. No, nah, I'd probably put I'd put Fred Warner behind Matt Milano. So I'd probably put Deion Jones ahead of him. But Fred Warner comes in this year, 137 tackles, a career year for Fred Warner, seven tackles for loss, half a sack, four pass deflections this last year as well. Fred Warner, I will say, has played all 16 games, has started all 16 games his entire career. That's a 
a good feat for a linebacker. I mean, these guys take a beating. So got to show, you know, props where props are due. I will say no all pro nod this year for Fred Warner. Best linebacker in the league, Fred Warner. And no Pro Bowl nod for best linebacker in the league, Fred Warner, who was somehow a Pro Bowler and an All-Pro last year over Devin White. But you know what? We won't talk about it. Fred Warner, for best linebacker in the league to one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. All right, I'm not going to get in the weeds on that. So that's my top 12 linebackers for you all. Actually, this show is a little bit faster than I thought. Um, I'll read them back to you quickly. Number one for me right now, Darius Leonard. Number two going into the season, Roquan Smith. Three, Micah Parsons. Four, Devin White. Five, Eric Kendrick. Six, Blake Martinez. Seven, Jordan Brooks. Eight, Foisade Olakun. Nine, Bobby Wagner. Ten, we'll go ahead and do the flip-flop now. Deion Jones. Eleven, Matt Milano. And twelve, Fred Warner. All right. So that is it for the linebacker ranking show. All right. If you want more detail, you know, and to look at these production profiles yourself, get more involved with the community, have your questions answered in the discord, et cetera, et cetera. Sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the IDP army. When you sign up, we have three tiers. If you sign up for any of the tiers, you're going to get the underdog best ball rankings. Okay. That's all rankings for all positions. Those are tiered rankings. If you get the middle one. That's the IDP army one. You get that. Plus, the Ultimate IDP Index, that is the Bible of IDP fantasy football. There is nothing better. It is tiered rankings. It's production profiles. It is a draft cheat sheet. It is contract information. It is impact plays. It is trade value. It is contract information. It is age. It is so much information. Nothing beats it. And then the last tier, the final tier, if you want to get in the Super G tier, that is a semi-pro fantasy tier. You get all those things. Plus, you'll get the Ultimate Dynasty Index, which is similar to the Ultimate uh, IDP Index. Not quite as in-depth uh, because, uh, you know, there's so much good ID or regular fantasy information out there. I know you guys know a lot of that, but it is tiered rankings. It is contract information. It is a resource for you to go and see. This is what we're thinking about from a dynasty perspective from our, you know, me as a content creator and the guys over here at semi-pro fantasy. So show some love, show some support. We would appreciate it. It would be awesome. Comment below who you think I missed as a top 12 linebacker. I'm very interested to see what the, the IDP world in general is thinking right now. Who am I too high on? I'm interested to see if y'all think I am too high on Devin White and if maybe this will be a fun little redemption story for him this next year, see if we can get some of those sacks back up there. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, IDP Army, I appreciate you. I love you. Make sure you follow me on uh, Twitter, at 50 Shades of Drunk. That is me, Jordan Reigns, and that is going to be the end of everything for today. Um, I'll be back soon with another show. You know, the ranking show, these are the early ranking shows. Go back and check out the other ones, the defensive backs, the defensive line. Uh, make sure you're listening to the podcast. You don't miss anything. So. Let's go, IDP Army. Let's go. Let's go.